Salam Fabsters and welcome to the Fashion Lab show, the show that dissects the business behind fashion. My name is Liz Ogumba Regisford, your host, and thank you for tuning in once again. It's really good to be back and it's all really, really nice to also have these conversations. Now on today's show, we are back to dissect the conversation around the role of fashion stylists and their value. Now I know a lot of you are thinking, what is she talking about? So I'm just going to tell you what I'm talking about. Um, now, some people call them fashion stylists, some call them wardrobe stylists, some even call them celebrity stylists. But either way, uh, beyond just providing fashion advisors are the people who are actually responsible for sort of crafting and coordinating that wardrobe for photo shoots, for actors on set, for film and TV, for choosing props, accessories, preparing this and everything for shoots so that everything looks like it is uh, fashion worthy. I don't know if that's a word, <laughs> but anyway, so I think for me, one of the things and one of the reasons as we've been thinking and reflecting and just trying to sort of uh, figure out what are some of the topics that we're not really paying attention to. I feel like this is one of those. And I think that it's important because I also feel like the role of stylists or just their uh, uh, their presence and their value is actually, I think, almost underrated when you look at the fashion value chain. Um, so that is the reason we are here today. And uh, we're also going to be joined by really special guests who are going to sort of help you guys or unpack our minds around what they actually do, what this entails and what it means. Um, now, obviously, there's a lot of stylists um, in different ways. Like I said, when they call them wardrobe stylists or um, whatever other stylists they call them, at the end of the day, they literally offer their services. They do all of these things on a bigger scale, but there's also um, there's also sort of fashion um, stylists who've decided to narrow it down and become really personal so bring that whole one-on-one -on -one, um, experience now obviously these personal stylists use illusion also they also use pretty much the same um, basics I would presume the only thing is obviously it becomes really personal so they will probably teach the clients how to use tools that also help empower their clients i think that it's also really nice to have a personal stylist because then you grow with them and you can be able to also sort of grow your style um sort of um personality through them but either way you're tuned into the fashion lab this is why we hold it down every tuesday between 7 and 9 p.m right here on massive metro and this is where we also dissect these conversations if we don't talk about this fashion conversations guys we're not moving uh, any step further so I think for me as much as we love talking and I love talking too and everybody <laughs> in the fab in the fab lab uh, loves talking but I feel like it's also great because this is where we have get a chance to sort of exchange information and we share insights and then what you really decide to do with this information at the end of the day is really up to you we're just paying our school fees we're being responsible um, global or African citizens however way you want to look at it but um, we are joined before getting into deep let me um, introduce our contributors who also bring this show to life we are joined by um, our contributor and partner Edgy Benson who runs NUE New York with his echoes from New York welcome to the show Edgy hi Liz how are you today I'm fine thank you how are you and who are you wearing and who made your clothes oh today I am gonna disappoint you a little bit because I'm wearing these all again but on top there I'm wearing City Junk. Yes, a City Junk t-shirt. And I've got a, a pair of Bali Chelsea Chelsea boots. Uh, edgy. Um and, uh, Does like everybody know what Edgy Benson wears on the show, or should we have this conversation at the end of the show so we don't lose time, Edgy? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. I will not say anything. I'm not judging right now. Let's just move on. Zakia, madam, thank you for joining us. You look lovely today. Who are you wearing and who made your clothes? Hi, Liz. Thanks so much. It's great to be here today. Um, I'm wearing uh, bright orange pants from a uh, local designer based in Cape Town. The brand is called Salt and I'm wearing with it with a basic white t-shirt from Zara. Wow, it's beautiful. I love that. I love it. You look good. And what's on your feet? Footwear is a big thing for this one. Uh, it's a little snakeskin sandal okay. <laughs> with orange and purple. <laughs> well, I think it's really great and I think that um, it's nice to have you on the show too. Um, we are also going to be joined by really special guests. Um, just now I'm going to introduce them. Uh, but for those of you who are tuned in, I'm sure you know the drill. Stay tuned and catch up with our wine style guide where we touch base about everything stylish when it comes to wine and fashion, which go hand in hand. And just a last quick reminder for you to also, also look out for my favorite segment at the end of the show. It's called Who Would You Want to Dress? 
and why it's a very fun um segment keep your tweets coming we're on fashion lab af we're on fashion lab africa on instagram and facebook and we care about your thoughts if they're good thoughts that can bring lots of insight bring them if they're not please keep them <laughs> so thank you very much for joining us we're going to be right back after this music break so i can introduce my lovelies in the house <laughs> We are right back and we are talking styling, the role of styling, the value of styling. And uh, we are joined by some really special guests. Now, I just want to take you guys back a bit. Now, fashion styling has existed for many centuries now, but only in the last few decades has it actually gained momentum. When you think about it originally from being a part of a bigger team in magazines, available at a sort of individual level only for celebrities to now becoming a really essential component of stores, also entering into the e-commerce space, which is a big uh, thing or a big conversation or topic we've also been bringing. So I think that the value of that, how it ties in, the fact that you know the evolution of fashion styling goes back all the way to 1772 some of you were not even born i'm not even sure if god planned that he was gonna maybe he had sort of i don't know what happened but 1772 is where we go way back so this is a great conversation uh we've got some really cool uh guests in the house today and uh without further ado i think let's just go on and actually introduce um our guests now we are joined by two special guests we're joined by a uk-based senior brand uh, senior fashion stylist and she's also founder of nico bosch millinery she brings a new influence to the and a personal flair to millinery accessories and design welcome to the show nicolette thank you very much liz was that a good introduction would you want to keep it in your pocket or should i try again <laughs> i think i think you've done a fantastic job with that well welcome to the show thank you for joining us who are you wearing and who made your clothes because you know you're not exempt <laughs> <laughs> am i not i don't have a hat on so i suppose that wouldn't be um very key for today um as i'm indoors uh i'm wearing paul costello um t-shirt and and tony and allison jumper with diesel jeans we are also joined by um a very special guest as well another friend <laughs> she's a award-winning kenyan-based fashion personality and stylist and uh bbc just named her a fashion icon this year welcome to the show latoya johnston thank you so much lisa gomba i'm really so humbled and this is really such an honor and uh, i'm so happy to be involved with each and every one of you and i'm ready to hear to kill it with lovehashtagpungulu.com nicolette um being of south african heritage and based in london where would you say you sort of draw your bigger influences when it comes to your process of design africa for me radiates energy color and vibrance and that will always be a part of who I am. I think Europe in terms of the really rich architecture um, travel plays a very key role in what I do and I take a little piece of everywhere I go and try and tell a story and i think that's what keeps my my brand quite fluid quite current and really quite versatile and uh yeah that's that's basically nico bosch so what are some of the activities you manage on a daily basis uh sort of with a focus around the scope of your work as a stylist a lot of what we do is all based around communication making sure that my emails are up to date making sure that if I've got stuff from PR, it's returned in time. We generally have uh, a certain period to return um, clothes, accessories. Um, if I've borrowed from designers, I need to return them directly. And just making sure that everybody's okay, uh, whether it's the photographers I've worked with or makeup artists, um, hairstylist we don't always work with the same teams and sometimes we meet somebody on set for the first time and you might think oh you'll get to shoot with them and you know it's just just keeping open dialogue and i think with instagram today that's constant I, I, our phone batteries are constantly dying as you know and um i think 
the social, just being sociable. Even though we don't always get to meet up for coffee or 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 tea or just generally chat, but it's just about communication and just making sure that all of those platforms are really well taken care of. Uh, and now for you, Latoya, again, I'm also curious. I know um, it's interesting how you know things operate. People operate differently in different regions, and we know that you know what's happening and how Nicolette is operating is quite different from how you're operating um, in Kenya compared to the UK. Uh, what are some of the activities you'd say you manage on a daily basis uh, around your work? from a styling perspective? Operating in Nairobi is really, really hard and very challenging uh, because in Kenya we do not have a well-established fashion um, council that is guiding everything. So everybody is always coming up with their own um, uh, pricing and for whatever reason that they do so the uh, how i put my feet down on the ground it is more of doing my job in the way that is always professional uh before i never used to sign things or involve people in signing things but then again i learned after doing my very good research and nowadays, before I do any job with anyone, I must present to you a piece of paper that is bringing in an agreement so that everybody gets to know their roles at work. So you know what you're supposed to do and I know what I am supposed to do. Nicolette, let's talk about how you integrate your Nicobosch brand into some of your styling work because obviously you work with different brands and I'm sure there's times where you want to tell a story and you've got this amazing headpiece that will literally just top it all up and get sort of complete your story. How do you decide or how do you manage this process around incorporating your brand into your stories? Liz, I think in answer to that question, it's uh, it's very broad because a hat is is treated as an accessory. Um, it's all relevant to season, colours, textures, where the magazine is going to be placed, who's the target market. Do we want what what is the impact that we're wanting to create? Sometimes I end up creating something really specific for a shoot, depending on the collaboration and where it's going to be placed however there's always room for a little bit of accessory so um, whether I've been um, commissioned to do a particular editorial for a magazine um, sometimes we give an rail and we have to pull from certain brands and showcase just that but um, it's still relevant today in time and change because time changes and so do we so nicolette i would love you to unpack to us and our listeners today just a bit about your journey um you know sort of what drove you into the world of styling and just also your journey through nicobosh nicobosh the stylist was a natural progression and it just seemed the right time right place and uh, the more we work within industry the more we realize that our name is getting out there people are appreciating what we're doing and more and more people want to collaborate with us so in moving forward I think that's probably um, what I'll just keep on doing is just being sociable and just being me. Latoya, when you get into set and you know you've created your storyboard and you know that you've created a vision and then you've got uh, some El Cricri on the corner trying to tell you what to do to a point where it feels like, why are you even on the set? How do you manage situations like this where the clients become so demanding and it's almost like they decide or they want things done a certain way but you know how you could get them the end result that they're looking for but then they keep interfering with your work how do you manage that i do believe that our cray craze are always everywhere it is more like people dealing with their own issues and they just want to try to bring you down um how i deal with this or how i balance this is that uh, clients will always be clients sometimes stand up and tell and tell them in their face who is the fashion stylist because sometimes they need it to get it oh well that one sometimes can come off 
a little bit rough or tough but hey if you don't stand up for something then you will fall for everything so it is good for them to know their space and read their job description and then number two it is more about balancing your emotional self and also your work to an extent that you can listen to them get to know what you feel can really be productive from whatever they are saying and what you need to ignore because at the end of the day you never know what is coming from somebody uh, the third thing is that um, I do believe that silence is the best medicine because when you hear, listen to people it makes them feel that they're being listened to but at the end of the day you are the expert and you know whatever you are doing just always remember that they hired you because if there was somebody else somewhere that was better than you then they could have gone to that person so there must have been something good that you did that made them come to you or made somebody refer them to you and for them to hire you so don't be afraid and carry on with your job do whatever you are doing most of the time they get aha moment when you've ignored them and you've put this together and the end result is out that is when they go like whoa oh my goodness jesus christ Letaya, how did you do this and trust me a smile is always the most powerful answer or just tell them i don't know because to be honest you never know how you've come up with a powerful thing it's interesting so those are the things that i would really say and uh, also get to learn that people have got different personalities and their personalities are going to rub you the wrong way but at the same time you don't want to be the stylist that people are talking ill about after you've left so attitude and personality are very important and you need to know how to balance things in a, a way that is well balanced and this one i mean balance your emotions be an emotionally intelligent individual make your ears and your eyes do more work than uh, what you had uh, anticipated because you have the world in front of you and the judgment and all that so fix it and move on after all you came here to work and opinions everyone has got so pick what you can and leave what you cannot this is the fashion lab radio show and this is where we talk fashion and every single element of the fashion value chain. So you can see we are talking and unpacking on styling. We're joined by very two special guests, uh, Latoya Johnston, a Nairobi-based stylist. And we're also joined by Nicolette Bosch of Nico Bosch Designs. And obviously, we've got the house, as you would know. So what we would like to do is, we got, before we roll over to Glamish, um, we're going to have an early Glamish, but it's okay. But before we roll over to Glamish, uh, if you're on the socials, uh, reach out to us and let us know what you want to hear. I mean, do you understand the power of styling? Yay or nay? Are you still doubting it? Uh, do you understand the role of stylists? Uh, maybe you might need one. It's something you might have needed, but you just didn't know how to get one. Um, but I think it's also cool that, you know, you've got stylists who can cater to you in a one-on-one, -on -one, like the personal stylists, personal shoppers. You've got stylists who can come onto your set and literally take over and get your film or your TV commercial or whatever it is to actually come to life. It's a very very imperative role that they play you've got your photo shoots you've got magazines you've got so many elements like i say fashion is water and water is life so hey but i think um it's really cool i'd like to hear from you guys we're on fashion lab af on twitter please share with us what you're thinking uh, as we roll over to glamish with zakia bam welcome to the show again zakia hi Liz. Hi. good to be here <laughs> okay so when it comes to styling I love the topic. Very exciting. Um, so makeup isn't just makeup anymore. It's extensions of looks and visions. Men and women use makeup to express, express themselves, to tell stories of where they stand or how they feel about certain topics. It's about completing a look or a vision that a designer has or a compliment what the client is wearing on an everyday. 
Um, on stage, it's about creating drama or for the everyday woman taking a look to the next level. It's about her ma- making her feel confident and powerful. Sometimes on stage also or an editorial shoot, it's about creating small sta- small changes with maximum effects. You need to do four to seven quick different changes in the shortest of time. And it's about adding that little frosting, that little details, that little pops of color, hints of sparkle or a blood red lip. Um, so today on Glamish, I would like to talk about making your makeup primers the importance of primers how important it is to use primers in order to make your makeup last longer to give you a glow to brighten up certain areas of your face Um, it can hydrate your skin it can create a filter effect if you're doing a lot of photographs Um, it can also (laughs) there's so many different effects that it can create it can create a mattifying effect if you if you have an oily skin it can plump up your skin if you have wrinkles um it can it also the main part of it is about creating a super smooth canvas for you to apply your makeup to and you know the thing is that most women can't even complain to say that they don't have primers or they're not sure or they don't like the feeling of it because you get them in so many different consistencies textures fluids lotions creams liquids um Oftentimes when it comes to brides brides or even on shoots I use double primers so I'll use maybe two primers or three primers just on the eyes itself. Um you get lip primers as well which basically uh helps your lipstick from bleeding into your lips. Normally personally when I go to events um I like doing bright red lipsticks. Um I would always I would say go with the matte because they really don't bleed. But if you do want to use a moisture lipstick, um, you get really nice primers from Urban Decay, um, MAC Cosmetics, which I love as well. Um, you know what? I'm just showing my lips because I'm like, <laughs> I really don't like bleeding lips either. Yes. And I also don't like... So you, we just don't like cheap lipstick. <laughs> yes, yes. But one thing is either you can get a primer which can basically hydrate your lip. It can stop your lipstick from bleeding. Otherwise, um, like we spoke the other day on the show, we talked about uh, baking your lips. So it's about taking just an eyeshadow uh, and baking your lips, baking the color in your lips. And then that also stops it from bleeding. So. Oh, wow, guys, are you learning the tricks? New tricks. Every new, this child here brings new tricks, honestly, on a day-to-day basis. It's very good. It's very refreshing. Did you say baking soda? Not baking soda. So ba- basically baking your lips. So how they use um, powder, like a weightless powder underneath your eyes to bake your face. You do the basically the same thing for your lips. So you take a little eyeshadow in the exact same color of your lipstick and you bake your lips. Hey, if you're not taking notes or learning something, I'm learning something or two or three. Nice. Yes, most definitely. And it'll make your lipstick last the entire night without you having to touch it up even. It's very cool. Um, Setting sprays are another thing which I always tell people when it comes to styling, always get a setting spray. Um, We're having really extreme hot weather at the moment. Um, They are incredible to controlling oil control on your face, uh, making your makeup look fresher, last longer. So... Setting setting sprays are a must for me as well. So those are basically my two tricks today for longer lasting makeup when you're going to events. Wow, guys, you've heard it all from Zakia with all of these tips and tricks. And this is how we hold it down. Glamish is one of my favorite because obviously I'm not very gifted in that makeup department. But anyway, we are learning. Hi, live and learn. Any comments? (laughs) Nicolette, uh, Latoya, you're in the house. Edgy. Edgy, do you need some tips too or extra tips or can you apply these from today? (laughs) Edgy, anyone need some extra tips? Edgy, do you Uh need extra tips? Nicolette, Latoya, do you have any questions for um, our lovely Glamish? Um, uh, Glamish is really such an incredible makeup artist and those tricks I'm so happy that I get them because sometimes when Christian Dior is coming to Kenya or Lancome they always invite me for the launch of their product and sometimes I'm not always so sure what tricks can I really do because I'm not a makeup artist I know how to direct makeup whenever I am going for a shoot because I know whatever I'm going for but the question is what can i do to make the makeup uh be less transferable meaning more mattified but not able to transfer and how long uh what are some of the tricks am i able to use on the lips so that they don't transfer most whenever you are shooting white pieces 
Okay. Um, okay, firstly, I would say again, uh, it's all in your primers. It depends what primers you're using. If, the, if it's really hot, um, I would say make sure that there's fans in the in the in the space so that it creates ventilation um if you can if you and another thing is uh, a good foundation so it depends what foundations they're using at the moment i've been cro going crazy for temp to air foundation um it's us based they, it is incredible it's so lightweight and the thing is with a really good setting spray it really doesn't move um so it gives you up to 24 hours coverage but it's so lightweight and it's so air light that it's like you basically have nothing on your skin even the way it photographs is incredible um i'll actually look for you on instagram today and i'll sh and i'll take you in some of the posts we did with liz on some of her photo shoots um it is incredible yes it is definitely incredible and it's not a lie and i'm not saying that because i'm here <laughs> she does a great job you know what is really cool yesterday when i was speaking to nicolette right here who's in, in studio joining us is um we were talking about collaboration we just touched on it a bit and we talk about different topics we speak about different things obviously but the one thing that was interesting was the fact that you know we have uh, a lot of skills within ourselves so what happens sometimes is we end up not really paying attention to maximizing on the fact that i know for example i shoot a lot i know that i'm a fashion brand I know that um, it doesn't even matter. I shoot a lot. And I know that Zakia is really skilled at what she does. And anytime she does my face, I feel like, yes, it's not, it's not bad. It's actually good. It's fantastic. So I feel like one of the things that, we, that I learn as we are uh, having these conversations on this show is, or, or reminds, sort of is a reminder, is that we are so skilled and we've already got a network. And I don't know if we are using our network uh properly. i don't know if we are maximizing on it um i don't know if it's our net worth or if it's just a network so i think that one of the things i would encourage you who are tuned in is if you have a network like mine right here just out of our different uh sort of um industries or, with, or our spheres of influence right now in the room just the five of us we could literally take over a world of fashion because we do have different skills and uh we do know what we are doing and i think uh, i also feel uh, that everybody who's sitting in the house operates on a great level uh, a level we are moving towards the level of excellence is where we need to be right we go big or go home go do it properly or don't do it at all right most definitely yeah so i just think that it's great i've worked with the latoya as well and um she's definitely the next shoot is probably going to be me as the subject but again let's just give credit where it's due you know i think that's one of the things we have to do is to keep reminding each other and keep pulling ourselves up you know if somebody is doing a great job within the network if zakia is doing such a great job or nicolette is doing such a great job because i'm about to wear her hats i mean guys have you seen this woman's headpieces okay guys i don't know I if you <laughs> i would also love to see her stuff is out of her stuff is out of this world and i'm not just saying that because uh because she's on the show nicolette do you agree with me i need to, i need some pieces to be given to me so that i am able to shoot them or i come to you that sounds <laughs> wonderful um, i look forward to that <laughs> Well, for those of you who are tuned in, you can check out Nicolette's stuff on nicobosch.com. Nicobosch, N-I-C-O-B-O-S-C-H.com. Uh, I'm her advocate now, so she's, probably, so she's probably going to be paying me for this <laughs> in a headpiece. <laughs> but anyway, that's how we do it, guys. We we are talking styling. Yes, we're going to share the we're going to share that information, Latoya. We're talking styling and. Um, we are moving on um, as we speak, and um, thank you for the glamish. Yes, that's Nikobosh. And uh, yes, so I think for me, what I want to know for from you, Latoya, where do you see the yes. future of uh, your work as a stylist and sort of that sort of uh, that industry in itself? Where do you see the future of it for Kenya or for I East Africa or for Africa? Mm -hmm. I do believe that the future of fashion is in Africa because right now everything is come back. It's like people have really realized that this one is the cradle and where the humanity started from. So fashion is coming back and everybody is coming back home. So I do believe that things are really improving. The only problem is that in Kenya, we do not have enough resources to an extent that we've got EPZ in Kenya that are making 
um, Victoria's Secret underwears and bars and H&M and all that and whenever they are transporting them out they do it without any tax but if you are buying them bringing them back to Kenya then it is heavily taxed so I do believe that fashion is really improving and increasing and uh, people are becoming more aware and intellectual about fashion but it is going to take us people who are on the ground to teach these people how fashion is also another thing that is interfering with the good fashion is the copy and paste what i call the instagram designers they go or i mean the the the, the pinterest designers they go on pinterest they get little gungo sick dress they come here and they give it to a, some local tailor so the cut and everything when you look at it it do not have it has an illusion of it but not that so finalizing this i do believe that the future is interesting and the future is realistic and the future futuristic because what is in the future is so hard to know but i love the fact that people are using stories like uh plastic global warming people are using stories like healthy and organic fabrics that are being there people are using just the issues that are around us to tell the stories through designers fashion stylists and everyone so that one is what is going to build the world not just africa but the world thank you it's good um edgy you're very mm. quiet in this fashion lab of ours <laughs> what are your two cents i'm very interested i think generally um obviously from a brand perspective and for the fact that we're always looking to grow i'm very interested in um sort of uh finding ways to be able to take more advantage of the skilled stylists when it comes to just how we present um, our collections a bit further than that because i feel like we do it but we just like mm, if there's no stylist ah well we don't have a budget that's what i always hear <laughs> so i feel like um i'm looking forward to being able to have stylists dominate more in their field and also show the brands like us how we can how we can win with that there is a, a winning formula and i think that until you know in nigeria they say who no no go no but what that means how i want to translate it or flip it back to this is if you don't know something or if you haven't tried it what do you know you don't know until you try it yeah. you don't know the power of it or you don't know what it's going to do differently towards your either it's your business or your situation or your brand or whatever it is i think we have to harken back to what nicolette was saying about how the 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 aspect of collaboration i think a lot of african designers don't collaborate enough um and also when we collaborate we collaborate we think collaborations are about uh, with designers right designer to designer collaborations but i think the collaborations work when designers collaborate with people who do the ancillary things that design needs to grow the photographers the stylists the the the, um, the makeup artists you know when we do these collaborations and we try to create this these looks and these fantasies together, then we're carrying each of us along along on this on this on this journey trips that we're making, you know. And I think what we need to do more in Africa, we need to seek to, I mean, actively seek to collaborate outside of our design box, you know. Um, find hair, hairdressers that we want to work with, make parties we want to work with, photographers we love um you know those kinds of things because when we want to take that picture when we want to style that 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 design that we've made we're going to need these inputs from them you know and if we're doing it collaboratively it works better than hiring these guys just for money yes you're still going to pay them but when you come at it from the point where it's a collaborative effort the whole attitude is different the whole input level is different it's more personalized you know and so we end up creating better stories together, creating better narratives, and then we can tell this this the stories better. We can put our narratives um, more strongly. Uh, so I think that's what we need to seek more deliberate collaborations, interdesign, interdesign within the design d disciplines. You know. I love the collaboration conversation. I think I was trying to have it and then mm. I, I got into another conversation. But this is really, um, it's good. I think that um, the reason that it's also very silent in this lab, I'm just trying to understand why. But I think it's, it's, a, it's a very serious topic in, a, in, a, in an interesting way that 
nobody really sits down and talk about talks about styling for an hour because nobody people rarely feel the need to talk about it so i think that what we're doing is um opening up this thing in a way that we it can probably stretch our minds a bit and get us to really think about what we need when you're sitting down and you're looking at your fashion business if you're a fashion brand um i think that the value in looking at it and assessing it is to also be able to look and think and say what else is it for example for your business if your business isn't always sort of sitting on stagnant for 3 months or 4 months or 5 what is there, what else can you do or what else can you apply to be able to make it different and obviously make it different means you want to smile to the bank we all want to smile to the bank so i think for me the conversation ha- uh, is stretching my mind as well i mean i know a bit about it but i am not a fundi on this um and i think that also what we do i know i mean i'm sure zakia does it i do it edgy you do it too don't even try we all mm-hmm. style we sit down and say you know what I'm just going to be the stylist to end the brand. <laughs> and we sit down and we feel like yes, we do know. I know I feel this way. I sit down and I say, I know my brand story. I know it's my brand. I know the story. I bought it. It's my concept. So what's going to be so hard about styling it? So I think that that is also a very interesting um angle in which we take a, a sort of push and i don't know if we are doing i don't know if we want to say we are doing a great job or not doing a great job maybe nicolette and latoya can speak nicolette what do you think we are doing because you know we do that and i do that and we are all guilty of that um i'm i'm going to pick up on collaboration because that's just um it's you you bringing you bringing together so many talented people and inevitably we've got if we're doing it in in our case in 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 London at the moment you know the good weather is just about on its way out so a lot of our shoots now moving forward we don't have the beautiful weather which you have in in Africa and you're so lucky and and beautiful light we we tend to move more into studio space and again the space is small sometimes the studio is really big and when you bring all of those energies into one room and to hear everybody and 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 know that everybody has a voice within the collaboration sometimes what your mood board is pre the shoots can completely translate into something completely different on set depending mm. on the model depending on 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 how that model's connecting with a photographer your photographer and your model at the end is and that's why I I get back to casting and casting being such a key element if you have the wrong person you you don't have a shoot so for me the model is the princess or prince of any shoot hmm. because if that person is not communi- communicating they're not happy they're not well looked after um and and to see the value in everybody having a voice and 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 with my collaborations I've I I shift as well like I say sometimes I'm the designer sometimes I have a stylist on board because I'm just concentrating on a particular area sometimes I'm art directing and it depends where I'm sitting within that shoot um but I will say the bigger the team the easier the job for everybody because you've got so many more eyes and visuals on different things and 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 the key elements in in the styling and making sure that the photographer has the same vision that the stylist and the and 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 the art director and the photographer are really the key elements for any story and and the final visual to be translated so yeah and knowing that um your makeup artist has an equal voice as your you know if they see something because we all get tired we all get tired it's a long day and 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 sometimes and 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 working with with teams that understand and translate and and to know and and to understand that somebody else has a point of view and everybody needs to be heard i think that's the most important thing it's true <laughs> everybody's very quiet true yeah yeah i i mean i think so too i i think it's it's super 
So, I mean, we're talking to the people who are doing it. So they, they, they know their impact already. Let's knows, I mean, Nicola, these people are speaking from experience. And the, the, the good thing is they've experienced it from their, from them being stylists and also in their interactions with, with designers, how that interface works. I think sometimes the designer stylist interface is not very good. Sometimes the designer feels threatened by the stylist because the stylist has a completely different idea how that, that, that garment needs to wear, you know? And a lot of the times, I think the stylist has the better idea how that garment needs to, to, to wear. And sometimes designers are not comfortable with that realization, you know? Um, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, that is true. I'm just adding on most of the times, um, also in Kenya here, designers do not work with fashion stylists to create their looks on the runway. So their clothes end up being just have a story that they are trying to create, but you can't see the story anywhere. So the clothes become basic until when Lisa Gumba sends you a piece and you take that piece and you put it together with designer's piece, then you put jewelry on it and they will be just like, I let her, I've seen you've tagged me on the cloth, but are you really sure that one is my cloth? Then I'm just like, yes, that one is your cloth. And they're just like, what did you do with it? It looks so expensive and different. Well, I just put my pungulu.com touch, but at the same time, I do believe that a collaborative work is incredible because the stories are being told to the fashion stylist. The designers might be creating the pieces, but the fashion stylist is being told of what is needed or required. Then the fashion stylist creates this so that the photographer is able to have that uh um the picture and to shoot it so it help him also have the angle the makeup artist is also able to create a makeup that is really resonating with what the stylist has created so i do believe that a collaborative work is impeccable and interesting in a way that there is one story that is being told and this story needs a village for it to come together and I do recommend it so much because you never know where your cloth is going to be. Like the other day, I just sold Lizogumbo dress, which is like really unique and incredible. And immediately I sold it, poop, now everybody wanted a piece. And I'm like, no, it was just one piece and it is sold. Too little, too late. But that is why we are here. I have this story. When we were developing the, the lingerie collection with Playboy, right? When I first mm. shot it on my own, I shot it on my own. Like, I, saw, yeah. I designed it, I'm going to shoot it. Uh, yeah. When I shot it, and I showed it to a friend of mine who is the head stylist, at, one of the stylists, like a head stylist at, at Vuitton. And she was like, really? This is a beautiful collection. But is this how you shot it? <laughs> so we scheduled, we scheduled another shoot. And she came. You know what? I had no idea that was, those were the same things that I did. You know? They so what are you incredible. saying? Did you say, are you basically saying you killed, you murdered it or you brought it to life? <laughs> or you had, so to, do, I, you had to reshoot? I murdered it. I murdered it. She, res she resurrected it. Like. I mean, this is just the way that she styled it, the way she interplayed the colors. Those were not the ways that I looked at it at all, totally. So it just showed me at that moment the importance of these collaborations. Yeah, and I think because for, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead No, I was just going to say because when Playboy finally got to look at it, they were totally astonished. When I first showed it to them, they're like, "Oh, it looks good," but now they were like, "Whoa." You know, yes, and nothing had changed. <laughs> it was the same clothes. But you know what? Yeah. I, yes, but you know what I want to just add on as well. Um, again, for those who are tuned in, it, it is um, being a creative, a multidisciplinary creative like myself. <laughs> if I don't say so, being that type of creative means that you can actually do what you do really well and there's nothing wrong with that people used to call it jack of all trades or people can make noise about jane of all trades but i think for me as much as we have really highlighted on the power of the collaboration because obviously the stylist independently it does not cannot operate without the other elements but one of the things i want to encourage mm -hmm. um um creatives who touch on different um 
creative offerings and meaning that you might have a brand and you might also be really good at styling. Um, it doesn't mean that you, you shouldn't do it. Yeah, I think you should do it. In fact, power to you, go for it and do it and do it in the best way you can and may the best piece sell. But at the end of the day, uh, for those of you who can't, I think that it's also um, uh, something that happens based on budget. And you hear a lot of brands saying sometimes, oh, I'll just get my little sister to do the makeup or I'll just get... Um, Alice to do the styling or I'll just get John to do the photography and I'm like are you kidding me so when you look at all of the elements mm. to be able to bring whatever it is that you're trying to bring to life to life you you want to do it justice and I've always said that I really respect professionals in their professions so what I do is only mm. what I do or what I know I can do or maybe do even better than them that's what I take up and then everything else you'll never find mm. ask Zakia here you'll never find me saying let me go beat the models' faces today because we are shooting. I don't even do that. That's not my territory. I'm not doing it because that's not what I know how to do. Uh, you'll never find me saying, mm. let me handle the photography because I have a new camera. No, uh -uh, it doesn't matter. So I think we have to respect the fact that all of these different professions are there for a reason. They have something that they bring to the table. If you can do it and do it really well, go for it. If you can't, Honestly, mm -hmm. try and find a budget for it. It's not even funny. And like Edgy is saying, Edgy, our pro mm -hmm. here, is also saying he tried and he fell over. <laughs> so <laughs> mm -hmm. it doesn't mean uh, it doesn't make him. I um, love what Edgy is saying. Yes, I love his honesty and he's very, he's very candid about it. It doesn't knock him off yeah, of being who he is. Uh, Zakia, I want to come to you quickly before we rush into our wine style guide. How do you, when it comes to this topic we are dissecting today around um, styling, how uh, imperative is your role? You're not a stylist, but you work with all of these components. You're a part of this um, sort of elements that bring this thing to life. What is your two cents or what's your take on it? Um, Have you ever walked into a shoot and felt like, Yes, I've got my makeup on fleek, but then, geez, is that the model? Or, you know, yeah, or what are they doing? <laughs> or like, who's that is this? a very important question, Liz. Because Actually, it, it could also kill your story where you most bring definitely. your part in and... Let's talk about that. Most definitely. And, you know, you know it's, it's, it's about, as we spoke, it's about collaborations. It's about sitting down and actually hearing the designer story, what the designer wants to show off and what's, what they want to showcase. Um, it, it's very easy for a makeup artist to walk on set and just do her own thing. But it's actually creating that extension of that look. Sorry, something happened. Yeah. And I love what... Um, Nicolette had to say about the importance of the models um, and how she takes care of herself. Something I love to push on the show is taking care of yourself and your skin. Um, the less you have to cover up, the more you can focus on the model's natural beauty, the less product you will have to use, the less transfer you'll have on your clothing if you're shooting white, cloth white clothing. So um, most definitely I would say it's not just doing your own thing as a makeup artist. It's most the most important thing is focusing either on the model or on the designer in what they want to showcase. I like that. I really like that. And I, like I said, there's times where you've got your story right and you've got your whole situation going, and then there you walk in there and something's just looking like it's falling apart. Yes. Um, but Latoya, thank you very much. You were saying something. We're about to roll over to the wine style guide. But what is your? What were you trying to? Uh, what point? What was your point? My point was that there was a time I was really uh, doing something, then I did the glasses on my head, then I posted it on Instagram, then three months later it was uh, it was a campaign for Oscar de la, uh, de la Renta. And I did a screenshot and I sent it to my boss, Connie Alwatch, and she was just like, hey, Latoya, this thing that you just did as a joke, like, really landed you here. So basically, you get to see that your visions are not everybody's visions, and the world is watching, and trust me, these international people are really watching things. So sometimes when you present something and they decline, it has nothing to do with you. They will catch up later, and by the time you they will be catching up later, you shall have arrived. You are just like, Hania was here before you were born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
I think um, it's really um, interesting topic here as we uh, continue to unpack this conversation. Uh, I would like us to roll over to the wine style guide because it is that time for the wine. <laughs> and Edgy is making faces, I know. Edgy, do not make those faces. We have to do this. We have no other choice. So please bear with us. Um, and um, I'm going to start with you, Latoya. What is your wine style guide today? Yes. Uh, oh, that's really a good question, darling. Most after having a bottle of Lisa Goomba and giving it to one of my best, I do believe that my wine style today is Msenangu because it is more of telling the African roots and the story that are deeply rooted and uh, so encouraging, but at the same time brings in the Wakanda in me and the Lisa Goomba that leaves me Maropamore. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> oh, my word. Okay, there you go. That is Latoya's wine style guide today. We're going to roll over to Nicolette. What is your wine style guide? <laughs> Sorry, Liz, I lost you for a moment. What Sorry, is your wine style guide today? My wine style guide today, um, possibly um, La Motte Millennium. Aha! Uh -huh. The others are quiet, but I know it. <laughs> so, okay. So is we that is that speak. is that your recommendation? Yes. Yeah. Break it down. Thank yes, you. Yes, it's my recommendation for today, particularly that we're going into autumn. Well, thank you for the wine style guide. That's a recommendation for those of you who don't know. Check out Lamotte. I actually like some of their wines as well. Um, we're rolling over to Edgy, and I say to you already that I'm very proud of you. You've been doing very well. So please do not disappoint mm -hmm. us. What is your wine style guide today? <laughs> My wine style guide today is, you know, I'm, I'm continuing to learn. So right now, my style guide would be to hook up with Latoya and learn a little bit about what she just said because I couldn't understand anything. Why, was so why did you wine. not understand anything? She was so clear. No, it was so deep in wine lingo that I, everything I thought I was learning, I forgot. It, like, it's, it's like it didn't mean much anymore. Edgy, you know what? You, <laughs> that you, was, Edgy, Edgy you're deep. a trickster. You have tricks, but tricks are for kids. I got to tell you that. But okay. So is, no, that, is, that, is that it for you today? Is that it? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm hooking up with her to learn you know, everything she said. Oh, well. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, well. <laughs> Welcome to Mr. Goomba Wine. Oh, my well, God. Well, guys, thank you for okay, making it. Thank you for on, making it fun after a long day. Uh, today, my wine style guide is about just um, taking time to serve, to taste that wine. So, when you take a fat sip, let the wine linger in your taste buds. Let it sit there. Don't just gulp it. And I always say to people when I go to wine tastings, if you're thirsty and you come to my wine tasting, honey, you need. I will buy you a glass of wine first. Because what happens is when you come into a wine tasting thirsty, obviously you're going to be on gulp mode. You're not going to be tasting. Mm -hmm. So I think for me what I want to do is just remind the wine lovers in the house who love wine and love style because wine and style go hand in hand is take the time to taste that wine. Let your palate experience the full taste of the wine. You dig? <laughs> what I is, hear you, my what, darling. What is your wine style guide? For those of you who are listening, share with us your wine style guide because wine and style go hand in hand and I care about your wine style guide. Really. Tell us what you think. How? What should we do? Etiquette. Wine. Style. How does it work for you? Anyway, guys, uh, you are tuned in to Fashion Lab Radio. And yes, we do have that segment called Wine Style Guide. And it is not there by mistake. It didn't just fall there. It was carefully crafted in there. Um, before we roll over to the uh, next, uh, which is my favorite, which is the last segment of the show, um, I would like us to go through the Fashion Lab Top 3. And normally, uh, for our guests who are, t who are on the show today, uh, that is uh, Nicolette and Latoya, we normally have this thing called yeah. Fashion Lab Top 3. And what it means is we sort of try to pull out top three key elements of what we've been dissecting in the lab. And uh, we pull them up because sometimes someone's only getting onto now. Sometimes someone went to get popcorn or whatever they were doing. And sometimes someone just needs a summary. A summary is always very good, especially when we have long conversations like what we do on Fashion Lab. So 
I would like, instead of us coming up with that, I would like Nicolette to come up with one. I would like uh, Latoya to come up with the second one. And then we, the house, will come up with the third one. So let's start with you, um, Nicolette. What is a, what would you say, one key guide, What based on the topic today? Something they can take away. I would probably say, listen, um, listen, listen to what the designer is trying to translate and listen to everybody on set to get a really clear story across. Wow, thank you very much. Uh, Latoya, number two. And Latoya, don't give us an African, uh, AfricanStories.com. We are not doing story time in Africa. No, <laughs> for th no, for no, this no, one, no, it has no, to be no, very no, specific. No, <laughs> no this I one is going to be specific. I don't even know. Well, I feel where you're coming from, but I'm really talking about Africa because most of the people that I work with are in Africa and they've not been given enough chances. And the reason as to why I'm really pressing more on Africa, though, is because Lupita Nyong'o is an African girl but i've never seen her wear any african piece hello anyway <laughs> okay back <laughs> to right. the, back to number two um i do believe that with me people need to understand that um style is for eternity fashion is something that disappears so you need to create a style that can make somebody know who they are and understand body types. Because when you are able to understand body types, then you are able to dress people according to the way that satisfies them. Thank you, Latoya. To the third one, I hope for you who are listening, you're actually listening um, and taking those notes. Uh, you can apply them to your fashion businesses or your fashion brands or whatever it is that you work uh, in when it comes to relation to this topic. The third uh, top three, I think I'll throw it to you, Edgy. Why don't you handle that today on the house, for the house? Well, I think in the spirit of what we've been talking today, in, the, in, this, in this spirit of today, how we've heard from Nicolette and heard from Latoya. I would say, let's let's not be afraid as designers to collaborate with all the other people that we need. The hairdresser that you don't think a lot of, um, the makeup artist, um, the photographer. I think these are all important in telling our fashions in our design story. Thank you. That is very heavy, guys. You've heard it all from the top three in the house. Um, I think that this has been a very interesting topic, and um, we look forward to hearing from you. Um, keep your tweets still flowing. Uh, we're on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter, and keep your Instagram and Fashion Lab flow coming as well on Fashion Lab Africa. Um, now, we're going to roll over to the last uh, beautiful segment of this uh, show. It is called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? But I think before we roll over to that, let's take a quick music break, maybe, Aine? Music break so that we can finish with a bang. And that way we can also get some interaction from our lovely um, viewers on uh, the live. It's Fashion Lab Radio. We hold it down here every Tuesday between 7 and 9 um, p.m. Central African time. If you're only catching the show right now, you can actually find us on the podcast. Uh, you can either find us on the podcast or go to fashionlabafrica.com uh, where you can tune into the show. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and uh, you know where to find us also on the socials. Uh, we are on Fashion Lab Africa um, on Instagram and Facebook, and we are on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. Now, we've really had a great show today. Um, I think it's opening minds, stretching minds for those who want their minds stretched. Uh, whatever it is that you've been able to... Uh, um, somebody is definitely uh, feeling happy but whatever it is that you've been able to um, uh, enjoy and sort of get in and soak in today I hope it can actually serve you for your fashion businesses or whatever it is uh, that you can apply it to now we are on the last segment called who would you want to dress and why and uh, I'm going to start with Latoya who would you want to dress and why today Latoya mm. Honestly speaking, I would love to I would love to dress Lupita Nyong'o because <laughs> I do believe that I need to use her or like 
to, to tell the stories because she's talking about the African stories and all that, but she's not wearing any African pieces. And I do believe that this one is a story that she needs to tell her stylist, Michaela, so that she can come up with uh, an opportunity for the African, also Kenyan designers to be able to showcase some of their pieces because we have powerful and great incredible designers in Kenya so if our girl is really doing well what are some of the things that we can really show it she don't know because she's not in Kenya but if I do that then maybe it will change her mind boom (laughs) so what I was going to say is I thought you were throwing I thought you were throwing shade (laughs) earlier but actually yeah I say okay fine I get your agenda Um, uh, Nicolette who would you want to dress in white today Liz it's going to be Meghan Markle was that Um, obvious (laughs) um, I'm not sure I don't think it's obvious, but it's okay. Why would you? So we normally say who and why, and so you'd have to now share with us why you want to dress her. I think she's at a stage in in her life where probably a little bit more self-expression would be quite key and give her more of a voice, and that's what we do through clothes. Well, thank you very much. That's a nice one. Edu, who would you want to dress and why today? So me today I found like Sorry, sorry, most... hold on, Edgy. Your question is rephrased by the master herself. Sorry. Your question is who would you want to address and why besides me, <laughs> Nicolette, Latoya, uh, and uh and Zakia. Yes. And you, I know, not none uh, of you too. Okay, come. You're not gonna win this time because I found the most perfect uh <laughs> fit for City Junk. Like a character fit for City Junk with Latoya. Oh. I think that Incredible! No, I'm not joking. Just from a character point, I mean, I I think that she's just the most amazing fit for what we do at City Junk. Like, mm. I would love to put you in a pair of our Kali boots, just because I feel like they are so representative of I don't know the well. way you project <laughs> yourself. Seriously. Well, Edgy, thank you. Darling, darling, (laughs) darling. Thank you very much, Edgy. I love you already. Hmm. (laughs) I'm telling you, you're getting yourself into trouble. You could have asked me first, but then I was trying to say something that you weren't listening. So I'm going to just let you deal. And don't call me on the last, (laughs) you know, it's called on the last (laughs) stroke. The last strike. Anyway, um, today, yeah, today. Thank you so much. Today, ah, Zaki. (laughs) <laughs> Who would you want to dress and why today, madam? Uh, today I would like to dress uh, Francesca Marzilli. She hasn't been on the show for a couple of th- weeks now and I've missed her. Um, yes. I've actually been gravitating towards 50s Italian Vogue recently. Um, and that's what I would like to dress her in. And you, Liz, who would you like to dress <laughs> hey. <and> Why? Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. The thing is oh. coming to me with fire. Hey, hey. Okay, today <laughs> Today I want to dress Nicolette Bosch. And I want to dress her because she's going to have to dress me on my head. So what I want to do is I'd like to put Nicolette in one of my Lizzo Gumbo pieces. Something that's very different from what I've seen her in. So it's called stretching. Mm-hmm. Nicolette, I want to stretch your mind. The way you stretched our minds today... I want to stretch your um, uh, style selection <laughs> in Lisa Goomba. And I think I want to, in fact, let me say I want to dress both stylists in the house. And I want to dress Latoya as well in something really cool that's very different. Something that you literally, Latoya will walk in and people will be like, okay, that is that was not expected. That's who I want to dress today. Wow. And for Thank our listeners really. who are tuned in, please share with us who you want to dress and why. It's a nice way. It could be your muse. It could be someone who just can get it right. Whichever way, we don't mind as long as you share with us your who's and your why's. But this is Fashion Lab and this is how we sort of wind down. Um, this is uh, the time that we have to sort of part our ways now. And I'd like to take any last parting shots. Nicolette, parting shot from you around fa- fashion and styling and just the element of what we've been discussing today. Nicolette, 
All right, Latoya, parting shots. Uh, uh, okay, Nicolette, she needed to check because she's muted her video. Sorry, we are, we are live. <coughs> anyway, um, Latoya, yes, Latoya, yes, who yes? would you like to dress and why? I mean, sorry, not who would you like to dress. We've done that already. What's your parting shot? <coughs> parting shot. Just because I am wearing my shorts shorter than your temper does not mean that I don't know style. Give me an opportunity and I will show you more than the rainbow colors that are on me. Boom. Thank you, Latoya. Nice. Edgy, what are your party shots yeah. today? Let's just celebrate, like, the, the celebrate style with everyone we know would help us you know, bring it, bring it out. You know, our stylists, our designers, our hair makers. Let's just band together and have this amazing dance. Well, mm -hmm. thank you very much. What are your parting shots on the show today, Zakia? Um, so when it comes to styling, uh, just be true to your own style. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Nicolette, your parting shots? Self-expression, Liz. Thank you very much. Perfect. There you go. And last but not least, I think my parting shots today, because enough has been said. We've all had these conversations. We've opened them up in every way. I think for me, I would like to uh, um, encourage you, if you're a stylist and you work in this industry, keep doing what you do. If you're a brand... And you don't understand what the stylist offering is. You, I hope that you have something out of it. If you can't, or let's just say in a nutshell, if you're good at a, a styling and you're also a brand, style your life away. If you're um, on this show today and you found something that has added value in your mind or your soul it means we've stretched your mind at fashion lab africa this is where we hold it down uh for everything else information or things or shows that you think we should be dissecting that we haven't really touched on reach out to us on info at fashionlabafrica.com we are on fashionlabafrica.com officially uh thank you to our contributors for plugging in and making this a beautiful um informative show and for those of you who've been tuned in it is peace and love until next week toodles <laughs>